welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Ah, the smells of parenthood. Yeah, if you're feeling a bit less fragrant than usual, then it's good to remember that your baby completely loves how you smell. Yeah, they're drawn to your natural smell. It's one of the ways in which they recognise you early on. And of course, we're drawn to their smell, that lovely newborn baby smell. I love it. Yeah, although the nappies can be a bit of a shocker. (laughs) Moving swiftly on. (laughs) Yeah, this week we're talking postnatal depression and some of those outdated myths that you may have heard. Oh, bring on part one. What's happening for baby? She's cracking on this baby of yours and getting stronger every day. She's taking it all in. It's no wonder newborns need so much sleep. They've got all that information to process, haven't they, Claire? That's true. I used to think how weird it is that your baby has no idea what they've been born into. For all they know, it could be ancient Greece or it could be the year 3000. (laughs) Your baby still can't see far. You may notice she loves it when you put your face within close range. Her hearing, though, is fully developed. Amazing at this age. It is. So she can hear everything going on around her. Although, of course, she won't be able to make sense of the noises yet. But as we've said before, she loves hearing your voice. So even when you're not holding her, you can talk to her from across the room and she'll be comforted by your voice. Yeah, and really excitingly, you're starting to hear her voice. I know, this is so awesome. Yeah. At this stage, your baby's probably beginning to make those little cooing sounds or gurgles and grunts even. It's amazing when this starts to happen, isn't it? When they're kind of communicating with you. Yeah, it feels like a really big step in communication. I loved responding. So when my baby made a noise, I would respond with something like, oh, really? And then they'd like coo again. I'd like respond with like, never. (laughs) Even though it was all nonsense. It was the beginning of that sort of pattern of having a conversation. Yeah, I think you start doing it even though you're not actually aware you're doing it. You just kind of talk to them, don't you? Yeah. You might also be getting out a bit more at this stage, which means you're going from inside to outside, back to a different inside and so on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it can be quite hard to know how to dress your baby, can't it? Yeah. So Lucy, there's a good guide to baby clothes on Baby Centre, isn't there? Yeah, the layering guide's really good, whether it's hot or cold. I like the rule of thumb that your baby should wear one more layer than you. So if you're in a vest top and a cardigan, then they probably need a vest, long sleeve top and a cardigan. And it's worth mentioning no hats in bed, even if it's really chilly. Yeah. And of course, go for stuff that doesn't need ironing. Make life easy on yourself. Oh, absolutely. Ironing was the last thing on my mind at this stage. Yeah, still is, to be honest. What's for you? So what are we talking about with mums this week? Let's talk postnatal depression or PND. Yeah, right, straight in there, no messing around. Absolutely. Baby blues are normal and expected, but there are some things that you're advised to look out for. So if you find that the low feelings just aren't shifting, if you can't sleep, and we're not talking about the baby waking you, if you're eating too much or you might be eating too little, if you're feeling down or anxious all the time, then it might be worth speaking to your health visitor or GP. I think the stats are about one in eight women suffer from PND, so you're certainly not alone. 
And this is a good area for partners and friends, isn't it? Because sometimes I think it's hard to spot it in yourself, but someone close to you might pick up on it if they know the signs. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's worth remembering that PND doesn't mean that you're a bad mother or that you're going to have your baby taken away. It mm. happens to a lot of women. And depending on the severity of your PND, your GP might suggest a few different things. It could be a combination of self-help, therapy or antidepressants. And your health visitor can help by finding support services in your local area. And the great thing about that is that you might be able to meet other mums who are going through the same thing. Too much to ask. Ever ready to ask the difficult questions? We're dealing head on with a bit of a taboo to embarrassed to ask question this week. We're asking, I don't feel much for my baby. To tell us how he felt, here's dad of two, Joshua. At first, I bonded with instantly. When our little girl was born, it was like an instant connection. When my little boy was born uh, two years later, it was a little bit of a longer process, if I'm honest. And it was hard. It's hard for me to say, but it wasn't an instant connection. Certainly looking after two kids changed the dynamic. So I would quite often be left with the, with the older daughter um, whilst my little boy was with, uh, with my wife. And that meant that the time that I spent bonding with him was less um, and less concentrated as well. There were moments when... You know, we did skin on skin and he lay on me and I found that really beneficial in terms of forging that bond. The nappy changing really helped. And although I hated it at the time, and I think there was one day where I was like 14 nappies in a day, which was hideous. Now I'm like, well, I'm glad I did it because I kind of earned that relationship. <laughs> it was certainly something hard to talk about because I didn't quite understand it. I didn't have a, I hadn't processed it or, or had no understanding why is this happening. Um, it certainly wasn't something I spoke about to anyone other than my wife. The more I was aware of it, the more I tried to overcome it. If I just ignored it, it could have just domino effect, I guess, um, and got worse and worse. But because I was aware that I wanted that bond as well, I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to do skin on skin and I'm going to force you to spend time with me, even if you don't want to. Um, and eventually it paid off. But yeah, it was certainly hard to talk about. If I had to give any advice at all about bonding with your baby, I would say that things are never textbook. So no matter what you read or what advice you, you get given, ultimately your journey is your journey and it's different from everyone else's and so there's no certain way of feeling despite what you see online or on instagram or whatever there's no certain way of acting or perfect way of parenting and ultimately as long as you're aware of what you're feeling and you're communicating it to the degree that you feel like is useful then you'll be okay like it scared me at the, at the time but it was just inevitable that the bond would come eventually just came in a different way i think ultimately you'll get there it's just a matter of being patient and not worrying if you're not getting there as quickly as you thought you would. Thanks to Joshua. What do you expect this week? This week we're talking myths and outdated advice. Bless those aunts, grandparents and friends who are desperate to offer some pearls of wisdom and are sure they're helping, but had their kids in the 70s, 80s or 90s when advice was a bit different. Yeah, so we've looked over in the Baby Centre community and found loads of advice that you've all been sharing that you could definitely live without. So we thought we'd share some of these with you today. Just to be clear, these are for your amusement and we do not endorse any of them, especially the whiskey one. Oh yes, and the condensed milk one. <laughs> yeah, that one too. Did you find you got plenty of advice that was a bit past its sell-by date, Lucy? <laughs> yeah, I can remember one relation telling me their baby had been potty trained by this age and I should really crack on with that. Oh, and how old was your baby then? About five months old. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, some random woman in the village told me that I should start weaning my baby as he looked really ready for food. 
admittedly he was a big baby but he was only three months at the time so I just smiled sweetly yeah so we've had fun looking at the community boards I really feel for lots of you who are dreading relatives coming to stay as you can already predict the advice you're going to get here's an absolute classic dissolve a rusk into his bottle to make him sleep longer they even suggested poking the point of scissors into the teat to make the hole bigger. Ah, oh, that one is such a classic. I know, it's a real 80s classic, isn't it? Give the baby water at five weeks. And they also suggested brandy, sugar and water for colic. Wow. How did our parents survive? Okay, next up is advice from milk allergy. Give condensed milk. <laughs> condensed milk seemed to be the answer to so many questions back in the day. So never mind the ridiculous amounts of sugar in condensed milk. Let's rot their teeth before they even have any. <laughs> Someone else writes, I had a friend of the family who used to put the baby's dummy into whiskey to settle him. Yeah, and another said, whiskey for teething, give him cowpole to make him sleep. And sugar, dip the dummy in sugar and if that's not enough, then put some sugar in his milk. And one contributor said that they were told to give a nine-week-old a yoghurt to fatten him up, despite him being on the 75th centile. (laughs) (laughs) The other area of advice is often sleep. So many people have things to say on sleep, don't they? One community member wrote that they'd been told, must try to keep the baby awake in the day so he sleeps better at night. Yeah, I can remember being told, keep them awake late so then they would sleep in later. But sadly, it just never works. Others talk about naughty babies who are only two months old, as if you can be naughty then, and that they must be left to cry themselves to sleep. And yet someone else wrote, my mother-in-law is also getting really excited for when she can give him his first tea in a bottle then pouted because I don't want him having it. When he's old enough, he can have milk or water. I don't understand the whole tea in a bottle thing. Tea, that's insane. Yeah. And also old people in the cold. This person said, my husband's gran was trying to force me to keep him in his woolly cardigan and hat in her boiling house the other day because he looked cold. (laughs) But as one contributor said, in 25 years time, that'll be us doling out the outdated advice. Absolutely sure that it's the way to go because that's how we did it. Yeah. (laughs) New research is done. Advice changes over time as we find out more. Yeah. All you can do really is follow the most up-to-date advice when it comes to safety, isn't it? And beyond that, it's doing what works for you. Okay, that's us all done for another week. As always, please remember that the podcast don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your own doctor or health visitor if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and we'll see you next time for week five with your newborn. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.